week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Sean, Chris, and Lee. We're back. Sorry about the last few weeks. Um, technical gremlins. Well, actually, technical gremlins that had got wet and been fed after midnight, judging by the amount of work that we had to do to repair things. Broken web mm. server, broken laptop, and flu. That that wasn't a gremlin. That was more a bug. But we're all fixed and back up and running just in just in time for an F1 season. How convenient! Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got we've got some cars, which is essential. Uh, we've got some drivers who are already putting uh, statements out saying they're not going to do well, so they're getting their excuses in early. And um, I think we've got testing this weekend as well, haven't we? Next is weekend. It this weekend. Next week. Yeah, end of next week. So we're at the beginning of this week. It's 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 almost two weeks away. Depending on when you're listening to this. <laughs> Obviously. Um, so, we've had, well, as of Monday, we've had five teams reveal the cars. Is I it, think it might it more be, is it now? more than five? Because who's, who's still left? We've still got Ferrari, still got Mercedes, um, still got Alpine. Is there anyone else? No, I think that's it. No, I, I think got, everybody's yeah, I think it's seven. Is it seven? So the latest ones to come out today were the McLaren and the Alfa Romeo, and also... Aston Martin. Um, sorry, Aston Martin. Alfa Romeo was last week. That was one. Yes. Of the, that was one of the first. <laughs> the instantly forgettable <laughs> Alfa Romeo. Yeah, anonymous Sauber. Do you think? No, it, I liked it. it. I love it. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I cannot remember what it looks like. Black and red. Marussia. <laughs> I mean, I will. I will say. That um, all it is is last year's car, but the white bits now black. Fair enough. But but it looks like it looks really nice. Yeah, I like the Alfa Romeo livery. Let's just have a look at the, uh, the car. What do we think of the Alfa Tauri one? We've not spoken about that. It's underwhelming it's bit, looking. It's a bit Toro Rosso, do you not think, with the red I, highlights? Yeah, it's. They did. They put out some renders of it, and. Like it looks quite good in the renders, and then in the car, when you see the actual them stood next to the car, it looks just a bit dull and a bit boring. The renders have a lot more oomph to them. Yeah, but don't don't forget the um, the car is meant to be dull because they were launching the new clothing line at the same time. Oh, they didn't want to so... steal focus. Yeah, I see. Yeah, the the, the clothing line's pretty dull as well. Um, yeah. I like the wheel. I like the wheel rims. <laughs> Seventy five pounds for a beige t shirt. Anyone? No. <sighs> Crazy, isn't it? No, no, I'll pay 120 for a polo shirt with the Alpha Tari logo barely visible, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we've seen everyone, haven't we, now? Apart from, as Sean rightfully said, Mercedes, Ferrari and Alpine. Although Alpine did do a shakedown today, but they didn't allow any any photographers. But uh, as in true F1 form, photos have leaked, which I'm not much to find. And to be yet. fair, Red Bulls was a show car, um... And not actually the 2023. Oh yeah, we've seen that, cars, but we've not necessarily the... seen the cars. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we saw the Haas livery on a render. We saw the Williams livery yep, on a render, render. but yeah. ne- uh, now the Williams has actually made an appearance on track. Yep, today in real life. Oh, today, yesterday, in real yesterday, life. Yesterday, I think it was Williams. Yeah. Yeah, and that Williams seem to be talking up their chances a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, the question has to be asked there is like, why? Like, Bank it, so early. Yeah, play, play it down. Just play it down. Yeah, it could, like there's nothing. Nothing's happened around Williams which would make make you go, oh, you know, this year maybe. <laughs> it, like, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Hass as well. I expect Hass to be better this year. God, I forgot so, about Hass. Like, Williams might be in real trouble again. Yeah, it's yeah. Has just I, I don't know because they they went first, didn't they? But it was just a livery launch. Yeah, mm. yeah. Nice. Very the car looks nice. It does actually. Yeah, yeah, very stark contrast, white and black. Um, but very difficult to see. And I don't know if that was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Sort of what was going on on around the floor area because it was very dark black, and they put it very dark black on a very dark black floor. Yeah, with, obviously because it was a render, there was no actual light. It's just like I can't see anything. There was no I actual light, so that was a deliberate choice. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then the 
actual Alfa Romeo launch didn't have the serrated floor that had been on the render, which everyone was calling Verstappen proofing. Because <laughs> 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 they'd gone, because in the in the initial launch they'd gone for this really aggressive. Um, it was like the what was it, the Red Bull Mad Max floor from a couple of years ago, but more extreme. Mm, yeah. Yeah, more extreme than that and uh, more serrated. And then it turned up with what just looked like a smoothed-over version of last year's on it. Yeah, I mean, we won't really know what mm-hmm. the cars are really going to look like until that test, will we? The the, the, the one and only test that we've got. Uh, at the end of next week, the 23rd, is it? Th- Thursday the 22nd, that, Friday the 23rd? That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And, Sat- and Saturday as well, they're doing a three-day. Oh, okay. Is it? Okay. I mean, to be honest, I think we'll still get a few surprises when we come to first race. I don't think it'll be, you know, we will probably see a lot of new parts appearing. I mean, these days, with the teams being as sort of secretive and as constantly developing as, as they are and not wanting to reveal anything too much, I don't think we'll actually get to see what the cars actually look like until Abu Dhabi. <laughs> um, right, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a controversial uh, idea. I, I definitely is get, getting to the point like where where there's so much like cars launch and it's like yeah but we've got a big update coming mm. and it is getting to that thing that you don't really see what the cars what what they wanted to put on the cars until like Spain isn't it yeah. you know until we get into Europe which if you if you go back to sort of late nineties early oh. early noughties. A lot of teams ran last year's car for the first sort of batch of flyaway races, and you didn't really mm. see that year's Challenger until the European season. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, was, there was like, I can't remember which year it was, but McLaren were always going to launch their new car next week, and it never came out, and they ran the same one for two years. Mm. That was 98-99? Yeah. It was very, very, very similar car. They did, they literally, I think they changed the barge board. Uh, Scarves would be the person to ask about this. I think they changed the barge board and a little bit of the front wing over two years. <laughs> gonna have to get gonna have to get in touch with Scarves and see if we can come on post testing because there's yeah. go, you know there's going to be a lot that we'll need explaining. Yes, he will yeah. see things the rest of us do not, and hopefully draw them to make it easier. Yes. <laughs> Um, one thing, one thing that has happened: McLaren are already getting their excuses in. Yeah. They they only launched this afternoon, and they've already said they're not happy with the car in the current spec. Yeah, so I think specifically Andreas Stella has said that basically they have aerodynamic issues that are causing issues for the tyres, which is kind of big it's not problem. Ideal. It's a big problem, <laughs> but he thinks they will be able to develop out of said issue. So cool. By Azerbaijan. What's that? Is that like five races, six races? About that, yeah. Mm. It's, it's not it's great. A big, ch- big changes at McLaren, though, isn't there? Really, mm. no, no Daniel Ricciardo, no Andreas Seidel. Um, I, I quite like Andreas. Stella. I remember him being Alonso's race engineer at Ferrari, mm. and then he. Mo- I don't know if he moved to McLaren with Alonso. I think he did. Um, I think I think he moved with Alonso a couple of times, and has I think now obviously just stayed at McLaren. Because yeah. I think he's finally realised that when Fernando makes a career move, it's not going to be good. Poor Aston Martin. Although they were talking up their chances today, so that probably bodes badly as well. Um, <laughs> well, Aston Martin were talking up their chances. Fernando was doing the exact opposite, and he's expecting difficult races at the start of the season. Also, why? when did Lance Stroll become his dad? Yeah. <laughs> Now I I I didn't see any of the stream, but as he had as he had a charisma bypass. I mean, there wasn't a great deal there to begin with. He absolutely has. I mean, yeah, I don't remember like... him being a character, but okay, if he's if he's now. Yeah, well, no, of... exactly. You didn't remember him being a character. Now he's a standout non-character. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that that Ryan Reynolds movie? What was it? Free Guy. Oh, I don't know. I have possibly. absolutely that... no idea. He was he was an NPC in a game, and then one day he realised, oh shit, I'm an NPC in a game. I've broken the game. <laughs> right. So you're saying it's a Canadian issue? I, th- I think it must it must be a Canadian thing. Oh god, what football teams Lance Stroll going to buy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, d- a really boring one, by the sounds of it. Oh great, York City then. Woo. You'll rename them. Oh, actually, do you know what? A York City shirt with Aston Martin's sponsorship on the front. 
to be honest, after the last time anyone connected with motor racing on York City, it didn't end well. So uh, it was a um, it was John Top Gear from oh, British yeah, Touring yeah, Cars. Yeah, Although yeah. the following season he renamed himself John B and Q when he got a different sponsor, actually fully changed his name, Deedpool, Deedpool, and everything in the works, and then decided to change the name to York City Soccer Club, so that he could market the team in America. I'm guessing he was ahead of his time. <laughs> I just don't think he was Canadian and famous enough to do that. Yes, yeah, but yeah. but but anyway, yes. So Lance Stroll is an on-character. And Alonso is expecting difficult races. Well, of course mm. he is. It's Fernando. It's Fernando's career, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the launch, Aston Martin revealed their driver squad, they've called it, for, uh, for this year. Good Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this, they, uh, yeah I've, got, I've got the press release for that here, but yes. Yeah, they have the Formula <clears throat> 2 world champion, Felipe Drogovic. Yeah. They have the Formula E world champion, Stoffel van Dorn. Cool. Uh, Jessica Hawkins is there for, mm-hmm. I think it's a, this is her third season as a development driver at Aston Martin. And a team ambassador um, now. And a team ambassador. And Pedro de la Rosa. Good Lord. Good. How, how I'm glad old he's got is Pedro de la Rosa now? 175. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a, a huge exaggeration. Um, <laughs> hang on, let's, let's have a look. Crofty pointed out that when Jess Hawkins was three... Pedro de la Rosa was testing a Formula One car at Silverstone. <laughs> um, and I don't think she's like young, young. She's, I think she's de la, mid-twenties. Pedro de la Rosa will be 52 in 11 days' time. So I think I'm, I'm entitled to say he's fairly young. <laughs> he must be so good at his job, mustn't he? You know, as far as yeah. like tester and stuff and car development and things. Yeah. Like he, he must be like properly one of the best. And it, I, I don't mean to like like verbatim like tell you exactly how the uh, the launch went, but there was a hilarious moment in which you can see how this driver rivalry between Alonso and Stroll is going to develop into an awful car crash, an actual car crash at some point. <laughs> well, I mean, um, they, had a, they, had a, child, they had a practice one at Austin last year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, child in audience uh, asks a question, and he goes. To Lance Stroll, who was your idol when you grew up? Lance Stroll answered, Michael Schumacher. And then had to follow it up after a, a brief silence with, <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, I, I remember watching Fernando fighting against Michael, but I'm not going to lie, I was cheering for Michael the whole time. And, uh, you know, and just, Alonso sort of shrugs his shoulders and sort of says, yeah, fair enough, you know, I've heard all this before. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, <laughs> Then Crofty says to the little kid, who's your idol? He goes, my idol's Fernando Alonso. (laughs) 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 Dude Alonso just turns around and points at Lance Stroll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is is not going to go well. No, I mean, did you hear that Alonso said that Stroll is a potential world champion? Um, yes, and I think I know a few people on our Discord server that haven't actually stopped laughing yet. I mean, he's a potential world champion in that if 19 anybody who crash. enters Formula One... No, mm. I mean, anybody who enters Formula One is a potential world champion. Uh-huh. If he is a potential world champion, it says more about the uh, the whole driver car th- conversation, doesn't it, than anything <laughs> else? Yeah, something tells me that's something Alonso has said because he remembers who's paying him. Yeah, I think Perhaps. so. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure he's going to look like a uh, uh, potential world champion when Alonso is bloody four or five seconds down the road from him all, all the time. Well, it'll be interesting to see how he does, because he, he did okay against Vettel last year, but I mean, how checked out was Vettel from the mm. beginning of the season? This is his first proper teammate, isn't it? Like, first proper test, really. I guess so. You know, it's... Because um, yes. Vettel wasn't... Vettel wasn't Vettel, was he? He was just no. He wasn't. He was he broken wasn't. Vettel. Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, I'm going to save the planet, Vettel. Mm, so, which I, we I, all love. That's fantastic. But at the same time, isn't yeah the competitive I, multi twenty one Seb that he probably needed to be. Mm, yeah, I think he's going to. I, I think Alonso well, just maul him. To be perfectly honest, which uh, he's probably a good teammate for Alonso. To be honest, because he'll just be away from him. You know, and Alonso will just do that thing he does where he like drags a car by the scruff of its neck for a whole race, and you know 
by the end of it, not only has he got the car where it should be, it's probably about three places higher than it should be. And away from him is the safest place to be when the person you're talking about is Lance Stroll. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, that, that's one thing I didn't check about the um, about the Aston Martin. How big are the mirrors? Doesn't matter yeah. if it's Lance Stroll. Ain't using them. Um, have they actually bothered? The... They have bothered to put some on. I th- to be fair, I think they are actually a requirement. I, just because the driver doesn't use them, I don't think it means you can rip them off. It'd be interesting to know how uh, inside Austin Martin, you know, it's, it's okay either like Alonso playing it down and Austin Martin's like being quite quietly confident about what they're going to do. Um, but the amount of money that's going into that car and into that team now, it's they, 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 there must be some internal pressure in there saying like, we need to, we need to do something now. Well, There's yeah, a good because... amount of sponsorship on it, having a skeet. Well, yeah, because I mean they've also launched the uh, the new factory at Silverstone. Yeah, yes. I don't think that comes online though, does it? That doesn't come no. online to like August. No, the launch like was yeah, the launch was at the the new building, but it's not uh, opera. I think Rachel Brooks used the term; it's not operational. I was like, mm. oh, I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> this factory is not operational. <laughs> <laughs> This factory is fully operational. Oh no, sorry. I was I was uh I was in at the driving mode then. Oh were you? Yeah. No, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of um obviously. No, it was um, it was Mars Volta, wasn't it? No, no, oh, no sorry. So, sorry, 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 the uh Mars Volta one was um this appliance must be unearthed. I mean it's the it's yes. the, it's the same yeah. t- same two musicians and a very similar concept. Yes, you can you, you can see where I got my confusion from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was there was no Gary Barlow and Slipknot mistakes. There. <laughs> <laughs> well. on, on a sidetrack, on a sidetrack, the band that I'm in and will be playing with on Friday uh, has garnered some um, a nickname by the by the local punk scene as the Manx Mars Falter. <laughs> I would take that as a massive compliment. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Mars Volta. Um <laughs> I thought you were going to say that everybody go and listen to the Mars Volta. I thought I thought you were going to say that um, the band you were in has been compared to Gary Barlow and Slipknot at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> mm, how can we do a Gary Barlow Slipknot mashup? Badly, I would assume. Yeah. So yes, the factory is due, phase one of the factory is due to be completed in the spring. And the second and third phases of the build, which comprise the wind tunnel, simulator, and exhibition space, are set for completion at the end of 2024. Right, so the bits you actually want, then. Exhibition space aside, but, like, wind tunnel and simulator is fairly yeah. useful. Yeah, so they're still going to be borrowing a wind tunnel for uh, the next two seasons. And I'm assuming they're using their old simulator. Hmm. Or nipping down the road and borrowing Mercedes, which they've been known to do for the last couple of years. Yes. Mm. No, they're making a big making a big splash about the um, about the new factory. It's the first all new Formula One building for almost twenty years. Well, yeah, because I assume once you build one, you don't build another one for like mm. at least twenty years. You don't. You they're they yeah. It's like oh, new season, new building. Oh, back 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 in the olden days, in the fifties um, and sixties, you know, they were built in cars were built in sheds in people's back gardens, so there'd be a new one springing up every week if they had to build a new car. <laughs> Wasn't McLaren originally in the middle of Woking, somewhere? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was in a in a garage. Toro Rosso yeah, did have a, a random sort of industrial unit somewhere in the UK, didn't they? At one point, in the addition Caterham to was run from an industrial estate. Mm. Um, Manor, they were they were on an industri- industrial unit in Sheffield. Yeah, exactly. So they weren't building their buildings for like twenty odd years because they probably knew they weren't going to last that long. Yeah. yeah oh, and the, them, yeah. <laughs> and the the original um, the original Tyrrell shed. Uh, somebody's trying to uh, restore it and get it listed building status at the minute. Ah, that's fun. Can't remember, I read that article somewhere the other day, and it's like, yeah, I mean, Ken Tyrrell started in a shed, a, yeah. li- a literal yeah. wooden shed. There is a there is a documentary somewhere to watch as well, which uh, I I can't remember the name of it, which doesn't help, or exactly <laughs> which car it's about. But it is the Lotus Forty Nine. Can you remember what uh, streaming I, platform this may be on? It was on, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Okay, that narrows it down. And it was 
It was, uh, it was about, I think it was an ex Graham Hill Lotus 49, and it was found and buried under a load of furniture in, uh, in a shed. Um, and it was uh, obviously it was a bit dirty when they actually mm. got to it. And these, these guys like turned up, they were like, you, you are joking. This is actually genuinely, you know, a, a Lotus formula one car. And um, they started it up, and the, the the dust from the dust in the in the, in the garage apparently was so bad that that nobody could stay in the garage. Uh, it still started up after all that time. Wow! Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a fascinating watch. This is the guy. I think he's. I think it's the one that you see at Goodwood all the time because it's been it's been restored um, back to its its former glory. So when you see a Lotus Forty Nine and it's a genuine Lotus Forty Nine, it's probably that one. That they they found it in 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 some guy's garage. He was just like, "All oh, right, yeah." So we finished with the cars for this year. Then I'll uh, I'll just have one of these if that's all right. Just to keep it in my garage. Imagine doing that now. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah, you know, like I work at Red Bull. Uh, not not doing anything with Max's car, are you? I'll just I'll just take it home. <laughs> yeah, I'm stunned by that. Um, one of the big pieces. Other big pieces. You're an aeroplane. Yeah, <clears throat> who's on a flight? Oh, Which I, one of us is not taking a flight right now? I can't hear an aeroplane, so it must be you. Did anyone else hear that? I heard a whistle. Oh, I'm yeah, not on a plane. At I least I don't think I'm on a plane. I have not heard whistling or aeroplaning. No, I. Oh, it's a jet engine. I can hear a jet engine. Are you about to be crashed into? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that was a vape. Just... I'm going to have a look on flight radar, see if any of us have got like someone flying. I'm literally overhead. doing the same. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the other big F1 story of the week, of course, is that um, the current head of the FIA is now taking a step back from direct involvement in Formula 1. Oh, yes. I mm. forgot about this. Now, this is stupid. Does anybody else agree that this is like one of the worst things ever? Because um, if, if, F- if the leader... Leader, sorry, it sounds like he's like... Follow the leader. Uh, <laughs> if the head of the FIA mm-hmm. has decided he's not going to get that involved with Formula One, should he really be the head of the FIA? Now, I know that the FIA oversees many, many, many forms of motorsport. And not and not just motorsport. They are sort of the um, world go-to on car safety, road safety. Yeah, all initiatives that have been put forward because of their involvement with motorsport. Yeah. But... But what I can't understand is, like, you never get this in any other sport. Imagine if you had like the head of the of the football association, the FA in England, for example, and he was like, "I've pissed off quite a few Premier League teams, so I'm not going to get myself involved with that anymore." Well, hang on a second, I understand it, but at the same time, that's your main draw. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> What what are you the head of if you're not the head of that? Yeah, it's it's a bit odd. I mean, he's, he's been he's been fairly controversial since uh, since he came in, and you know the um, the directive. What was it last week? Where F one drivers now have to seek FIA permission to make any personal statements, which has gone down like cold piss. Amongst some of them, K K Mag has been particularly. He's had some personal statements to make about it. <laughs> of all the drivers to ask for a personal statement on this, <laughs> <laughs> we need we need a like a a, a rounded, well balanced opinion on this. Yeah, what wait, do you so think, Mister Magnuson? Hang on a second. Is Lewis not available? No. <laughs> Go get Kevin. Yeah. I don't know that anyone asked him. I think he just offered it, to be fair. Nah. <laughs> this makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> someone picking up the phone and saying, where's that rounded, well-oiled media machine come? I mean, even Lando Norris, who isn't in, in the slightest bit controversial in any way whatsoever, um, has said he's prepared to defy the ban on it. And I can't remember Lando saying anything controversial at all. But he had the option no. to. I think that's probably his mm. his grievance there. And when you sort of take that choice away, it's yeah. the the only the only the only thing 
going back to our Discord community, the only thing that anyone can come up with that he might actually say that's controversial is Avatar The Last Airbender counts as anime. No. <laughs> but Christian Horner, I don't know if anybody saw this because I commented on, a, on an article and I did get a few likes uh, from our listeners on it. Christian Horner said that sport should never be used as a political tool. <laughs> to which I responded, and yet here he is. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest political toolsmith in the fucking paddock. Because it didn't didn't yeah. didn't they host Boris Johnson at the Red Bull factory when he uh, wanted to yeah, do some shouldn't be used as a political tool, Sean. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was just a coincidence. He, just that he was just using some tools non political to change a tire. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. The tool was Boris. Yes. Boris Johnson wanted a loan. <laughs> and if he did a little bit of Saturday work for him, they the might, you know, throw him a bit of extra cash. Unlikely. Mm. That's, yeah, you never know. That's, that's the thing. I mean, music, music and sport end up intrinsically linked with politics because they have people taking part in them and people have opinions. Mm-hmm. And... Also, also we, we throw weight, don't we, behind, like, any people we support, you throw weight behind their opinions on things that they probably do, you know. They probably even don't even have well-versed opinions on. Yeah, I mean, you get listeners. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> <laughs> but that—that's the thing, you know. Regardless of um, regardless of the sport you're in or the band you're in, you, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna have your own own thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And you know, to to be told when you've got a global platform that um you're not you're not allowed to share them in any way state or form um i just i just can't see, i just can't see that working yeah i mean i suppose the only thing would be would be people can use people people can promote like things that they feel like passionately about or you know take Sebastian Vettel for instance and his the, like the uh, climate change stuff um i don't i i can't see them stopping people supporting causes they they want to but it the, there is that squirrely line of using the sport as your platform your platform is like Sebastian Vettel's platform is being Sebastian Vettel. So there's he can do whatever he wants on that particular platform, but then to to use Formula One, which is it's it's not like a single opinion. It's a multitude of people with a multitude of different ideas and cultures and and like uh, beliefs. Maybe that's not the best best thing is to use the sport as a platform. But obviously, but you know the people. The people are very powerful, and they have the ears of millions. So that power yeah. and reach is still there. So I, I don't. I don't think there's anything that's sort of intrinsically wrong with that. I mean, some some might say the Honda New Earth Dream Car was that deliberately sabotaged just so that Honda didn't get their ecological message across. Oh well, Honda just shit that year. I think no, Honda was just shit that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We were chatting earlier, weren't we, about these these this year's cars. We, we've been told to expect a lot of dull and dark colours because they're a lot lighter than than the bright uh, you know, colours that we've that we've seen in in recent years. But they've got Aston Martin has gone green, but obviously it's a little bit black below that. You know, below that. So should we call it the waistline? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bit of extra black on the Aston Martin. Um, there's, you know. You've got—I've totally forgot where I was going to go with this—but you've got all these, all these, all these cars that that are, that are going to be. Yeah, does somebody else want to take over? I don't know what point you're trying to make at this point. To be honest, no, I've forgotten what the—I've forgotten what point we were. So on. it's to do with it, paint. It, it's about all the cars not being painted. Funnily enough, only three minutes ago, just seen. Oh a, no! There we go. I just remembered. Just seen a tweet from Keith oh, Collantine. No. Just, just to leap in, uh, and predictably, predictably enough, a hue and cry now goes up on social media that the FIA now needs to step in and regulate that F1 teams must paint their cars. To, to really? which he thinks not everything can be solved with yet more rules. No, no <laughs> because you, you. Sorry, go on. I was going to say you'll get cars with clear paint. Mm. Mm. Um, See-through cars. 
No, that would be interesting. No, you'll see the carbon fiber, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, no, what I was going to say was we were talking about um, we were talking about the cars that have made themselves lighter by changing their paint colors in the past. We, it's, it's, it's a long run discussion on this podcast when Jordan decided that gold was too heavy, so they switched to yellow, and they oh no, they were exactly where they were when they switched from gold to yellow. Uh, or, or, or when, like Lee pointed out, when Jaguar went from shiny green to <laughs> light green. They, oh no, wait, they were exactly where they were before they changed paint. <laughs> if not, if not it's, slightly worse. <laughs> yeah, if not slightly worse. It's, it's. I, I admire the fact that everything is to it, like to the nth degree in Formula One, and that's one of the things that makes it so fascinating. I mean, I mean to quantify this, what we'd like to do is get Statman on to explain how much time is gained or lost on track by the undercoat. That was the Wasn't one. I mean, like, that was the one that I was saving. That was the one that I was saving from the chat earlier that I decided not to use because I thought that was the joke. Uh huh. It was good. <laughs> but was, was, was I, it not? Was something like a tenth of a second a lap or something that Jordan said that they were losing with with that flaky paint that they had? Um. Yeah. It, it, they said it was. They said it was something like that, and as it turned out, it wasn't. I just don't think it matters that much. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it, of, of course, you, you save weight any way you can. But when it comes to when it comes to something like that, it just to, to me, it's just a yeah. Just just build a better car. Just just make make your car fast, and then worry about the paint afterwards. Yeah. Like you know. I suppose it's an easy win, isn't it? You know, because it's uh, obviously any weight reduction. Is going to help somewhere, and it's just yeah. Well, it's that that's like two grams lighter. Well, okay, we we might as well save those grams. Yeah, I mean, by by the end of last season, I think the the McLaren was more black than orange on there, and they appear to have gone the same way this year. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice car. I was looking at pictures of it. It does look nice. Don't get me me wrong. I mean, there hasn't been um, there hasn't been a bad looking McLaren aesthetically. No, I think that's it. There hasn't been a bad looking no, McLaren. I, think, I don't. I think this is. Uh, I don't like. It's too much. Too much black on this McLaren. There was too much black on it. I thought towards the end of of last year, but you know, I'm not Zach Brown. It's not my job. Yeah, you're not a guy sat in working weighing cans of paint. Exactly. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get to see how how they perform over the uh, over the coming weeks. Obviously, as we as we know, testing means bugger all, and we don't actually get to see the car's performance until qualifying, really, mm-hmm. in the first race. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think you know how well everyone's going to do this year, we will be running um, Fantasy F one alongside the Prediction League again this season. Haven't decided on the platform yet. But um, looking, but we'll be uh, we'll be doing a fantasy F one season, and I think are we, are we all going to try and put teams in this year and try and remember that we're doing it? I was going to say there's yeah. a difference between putting in a team and actually actively managing it. Yeah, I will. I, yeah, I will probably do a team and then probably promptly forget. Yeah, but we will be doing yeah. we will be doing the predictions league again this year because that that always causes contention amongst us, uh-huh. usually for the bold predictions. <laughs> and if anyone goes on holiday without telling us that uh, what the predictions are in advance, then they get what they're well, given. <laughs> I I run my fantasy Formula One league team like exactly the same way every year, which is if I don't get it right before the first race, tough. That's what <laughs> I chose. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> you trust the process; it will come good. No, <laughs> it, it never has. But you know. It's always interesting when you get to the end of the season because it's a good look back and you could be like, wow, I thought Tsunoda was going to be good this year. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those things. But yeah, I'll, um, I'll, be, sharing, I'll be sharing links to that as soon as, uh, as soon as I've got that sorted out, which should be in the next, uh, next week or so. Um, have we got anything else or is this going to be one of these really short pre-season-y kind of shows? It's a pre-season show, isn't it? But it I mean... is. Does anyone out anybody I, got anything? Let's I have don't a quick look I've at Formula One. Else, but I'm googling frantically to see. Mm. <laughs> Content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this is to talk about. <laughs> this is how we put these together. Do I have any... I mean, I've still got. Oh, I've just seen I mean... Lando Norris's excuse for from the from the launch earlier. 
Hey, when did Jack Daniels sneak onto the McLaren? Oh, is that new for this year? Oh. I don't, I don't know, but I'm now suddenly interested in buying more Jack. Uh, I was going to say Jack Daniels merch, but McLaren merch. If there's going to be JD on there, will that be yeah. one that has to disappear for about half the races though? Because there's dry races, it will. And mm. Advertising yeah. restrictions and whatnot. I mean, it's not a big portion of it. But yeah, Lando Norris, I'm just reading from the BBC website here, Lando Norris says he has the patience to wait for McLaren to rebuild themselves into a championship winning team in Formula One. Oh dear, that means he's... That means he's gone. That means, that means he's already <laughs> negotiating with uh, Audi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andrew Seidel's already on it. Yeah. I do, I do feel bad like for, for Lando, the way McLaren seems to have staggered because... The I, I don't think there's I don't think there's many people on the grid that could do the job he's doing in that car. I watched a uh YouTube video um from one of our competitors, the race, and they put on uh this thing about who was do who did the best job out of um out of uh, the drivers last year. And it was it it is widely regarded apparently in Formula One circles that the McLaren last year was ridiculously difficult to drive, mm. and most drivers would probably have had the same problems that Daniel Ricciardo had, which is why he got so much sympathy in the paddock. But at the same time, Lando Norris had got a lot of admiration because he managed to adapt his driving style throughout the season to make it work for him. Mm. Yeah. So, you know. I think I watched that very same video. Yeah, and there was a, I'm trying to remember who else they said was 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 pretty good. Kevin Magnussen, I think they said as well, um, for obviously his return in the Haas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's whether or not these 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 drivers like Kevin Magnussen. How many false dawns has Kevin Magnussen had now? <laughs> but <laughs> it'd be so good if he could carry it on, wouldn't it? Into what, into, have, what uh, having more more and more false dawns. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he could actually, his false dawn actually be, be, became real, and you know he had his day in the sun, mm. um, as as you know, in, in in a car that could consistently score, let's just say points. Mm. Yeah, because went to McLaren just as they uh, lost it. Yeah, podium on debut, and then that was that. Yeah. Uh, the FIA has um, launched the application process for new F1 teams. That's happened since we last talked. Yeah, that's one thing that we haven't mentioned. The um... Yeah, but it's a £200,000 entry fee. Well, the fight... Well, I won't say the fight, but the arguments between uh, Domenicali and Andretti. Yes. Because Domenicali appears to be slagging Andretti off. I think Andretti may have started it. And then Domenicali. Andretti started it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. and, and Domenicali tried to quell it by just saying, yeah, maybe, maybe not smart to call us greedy if you want to join the sport. Mm. And I think that's reasonable. Yeah. I, I mean, are Andretti asking for more respect than they've got? But I mean, they're prepared to put up the money. But I think it, it comes down to the existing teams who don't want to give up a share of TV money, prize money. Um, logistics money. Yeah. And I think the, t- the teams are saying um, the 200 million isn't enough from a new team. So I can see where Andre's greedy comment is coming from. Because, I mean, they've got, they've got you know, they've got a background in American series. For the most part, yeah, and obviously course, yeah. Formula E, and the entry fee isn't that ridiculous in all those. I mean, I think for um, I'll probably I'll probably get flamed for this one, but I think for IndyCar, the entry fee is buy a car, turn up, and if you qualify, you get to race. <laughs> I think you you can do IndyCar on a fairly low budget, like Yunkos or um, however you say it. They're always usually on sort of pretty pretty much as you say, they just turn up and hope for the best. Yeah, and same with NASCAR as well. The uh, Danny Kvyat entry. Mm-hmm. Is um, I think I saw somebody call it a grid filler. Oh, and to be fair, that's one of the more polite things that's been said about Daniel Kvyat. I yeah. would suggest. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but, but don't forget that Formula One made changes in was it ninety seven? They made the changes to to stop teams and drivers like that being mm. in Formula One because too many people were buying 
you know, just, just paying their way into Formula One or, okay, well, I'll just uh, buy this old car from like two years ago, this old footwork and uh, re, you know, re, reshape a couple of bits for this year's rules. And now, oh, look, I'm in a Formula One, everyone. You know, it was, it got really silly at one point, which is why they, they had to make the decision to, what, what, what was it 1988 was the last year where we had so many teams that, that you had to have pre-qualifying? Yeah. And then they got rid of it. I think they got rid of it halfway through the year because some of the teams actually went bust. Exactly. You don't want that. We don't want we don't want teams going bust and we don't want teams running uh, into the ground like the th- the three who joined in 2010 ran into mm. the ground before, you know, before the uh the, the decade was out. Um just complete non-existence of of the three teams has proved that the right way to do it is to be a parts bin you know buyer essentially from a manufacturer they did it the right way um i think that has proven though that it it seems to give a ceiling though doesn't it yeah i think it's a sustainable way to enter but i think there comes mm. a point where you have to then start taking term. that back on board you can't buy in forever yeah it's not a long term thing is it you've got to be able to start developing your own things eventually 200 million is a lot to enter formula one but even like the applications if you want to apply just to get heard you have to pay 200,000 i suppose again that comes down to sort of proving that you have that funds available to you that you're not just sort of gonna chance your arm a bit you have serious backing to actually fund your team Mm. well i guess so but i mean it's it's quite a lot to to apply for well in my life it's quite a lot for people <laughs> to apply for and for them to just turn around and go nah i think it's probably yeah. i think andretti can probably afford it well, in which case can i have 200 grand please <laughs> <laughs> instead of spending that family home on a meeting could i have the home <laughs> Yeah, I mean the whole, the whole Andretti thing. It's I, this is this is going to be a constant argument, I think, all year. Mm. And I think I, I think heads need battering together. Mm, it does seem like the Andretti thing. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like the it, if you're going to have a new team join Formula One, and it, that new team isn't like an out and out manufacturer, you know, like VW wants to come in or some something like that, um, then. This is surely the best option. You know, you're not going to get many more situations that are better than this one. Mm-hmm. No, no, I want to see Andretti in Formula One. I said it when we did our last podcast. I think, you know, just what what's the problem? Just get it sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest, allow them to do it. And if if, if Andretti falls flat on its ass in Formula One, it's, it's Andretti that's going to look bad. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, they can't say, "Oh, oh, we we let you in." You know, don't don't make us don't make us look stupid for doing it. It's like, well, yeah, you know, build build a good car that's capable of challenging for points in your first season. You know, and you know, no no team stupid enough to um, to do what BAR claimed that they were going to do in '99. No, win the championship in their first year <clears throat> after winning their first race from pole. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, they were way off that. <laughs> I think they were about as far off as you could get. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. You know, it it took it took a Honda buyout before they were any decent. But and even then, they were the third best team for a year or two. Mm. I mean, it took Honda selling up to actually win them the first title. Oh, of course, there's a cat going in the litter tray. There might be a pause in a second. Um, yeah, it'd be good. This to see... could be the end of the podcast quite abruptly. <laughs> yeah. so wrap it up, wrap it up quickly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it would be good to see Andretti in, in F one. It would be good to see more teams on the grid because you know half half the grid getting points in every race. It's getting a bit part um, participationally. I, yeah, I do want to see some more 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 race. We'll see more teams at races. Um. Yeah, there are problems with that. Apparently, there's not enough garages at uh, some circuits for all the teams. But don't don't teams take up three garages at most races? And the, the ones where there where there's a shortage, they there are seems to workable. Two. There's usually a couple <laughs> yeah. of garages for the safety car as well, and I'm sure they could quite easily rejig. Just park outside. Yeah, it'd be fine. Mm. 
Yeah, what, what, what was it when they were doing the promotion for Cars 3? They had an entire garage for Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure most paddocks could be adjusted fairly comfortably. I mean, you know, you could really come down hard on the new teams and go old school at the same time. Don't give them a garage, give them a shed. A gazebo. <laughs> if, it was good, <laughs> if it was good enough for Ken Tyrrell and Bruce, and Bruce McLaren. I feel this doesn't sound like the road to success. <laughs> <laughs> Every success is barely paved with good sheds. <laughs> Why does that sound like it should be the uh, title of an album? <laughs> That's my next indie album title. Um, yeah, I think that's that's probably about it. Um, shall we do another one of these next week? Because they're quite fun, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, and tell, tell you what, there's a season starting. We'll uh, we'll do more then. Do you think next week we'll be talking about the black Ferrari? There, oh, um, there, there's a question. Have Ferrari ever raced in anything that wasn't red? Yes, in 1961. <laughs> they raced as white and blue. It was scarlet. <laughs> no, 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 they raced They raced as white and... I'm gonna, let me just do a quick Google on this, but they raced in white and blue as a protest oh, for something. The colour red? Um, Were they protesting the colour red? The red paint was too heavy? No, 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 no. Um... I take a yellow. I take just... a yellow Ferrari. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, you do you do see yellow Ferraris in yes, GT racing? Yes, it's one of their regular colours. Yeah. Oh, here we go. It's from the official Formula One site here. From 2015, this article is from. Do you remember when Ferrari raced in white and blue? Uh, it was uh, it was in a fit of rage that ends of Ferrari abandoned Ferrari red. It was 64. My my apologies. I was three years out. Swearing that his team would never again race in Italy's national colours, his threat would prove short lived. Um, so Ferrari <laughs> haven't changed at all then um, for the final two races of that season uh, they, they raced in white and blue it was bad blood between Ferrari the FIA and in Italy's national motorsport body oh I thought they were just protesting against the colour that always comes out every time they shoot themselves in the foot so I'm just having a quick scan to see exactly what it was so it was Watkins Glen um, there was no works Ferrari entered so they actually entered as a North American racing team. <laughs> John Surtees and Lorenzo Bandini um, <laughs> driving Ferraris entered as a North American racing team. Not. Wow. Not called. is an amazing Not. acronym. <laughs> so basically, it, it looks like Ferrari fell out with the Italian um, motorsport body and decided to um, become American for the last two races of the 64 season. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I mean that that is that is a that is a very Ferrari esque move, isn't it? Foot stamp, foot stamping, ball taking home, threat that lasts we're, precisely a fortnight. We're American now. <laughs> Bloody hell! Um, talking of talking of American racing, if anybody wants a laugh, I will be doing the um, iRacing Daytona Five Hundred in a NASCAR this weekend. Nice. Oh, okay. Um, I'll be streaming it on Twitch, and I'll share the link on the socials. And I think it'll be on the it's on the website somewhere as well. So I think it's twitch.tv slash three legs four wheels. Um, I'll put up what time I'm doing my session, but I think it's going to be Saturday morning. So if anybody wants a laugh, come and have a have a watch of me doing that, and um, see if I can last longer than the seventy three laps that I managed last time before I got involved in somebody else's crash. I was at, I was actually in eighth place when I got taken out by a lapped car. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you pr- probably noticed I don't take the piss out of NASCAR as much these days because since I started sim racing, it takes a lot of work to drive an oval. Yeah, you do actually have to think. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, it's, it's not but, just put yeah. your put your foot down, t- turn the wheel to a certain angle, and uh, let go. So yeah, have a come and have a laugh at uh, me doing that. Join join in the chat, and obviously um, we'll be uh, we'll be on Discord as well. Uh, if you want a link to that, that is definitely on the links page on uh, on the website. Couple of um, couple of messages. Get well soon, Gemma. Um, got COVID for the third time. Yes. Oh dear. Yeah. So uh, she um, nobody sent, wants that. No, sent us a message saying um, she needs something to listen to while she's working from home this week. Get well soon. And she's got two shows to listen to because we did an extra show for our uh, patrons this week. And if you want to get the extra show, get the F1 show a little bit earlier, 
just go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels and donate anything from one of your local currencies. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to find the best way to say that. One money, one yeah. yen. <laughs> Donate a money every month, and you will you will get extra shows and early shows and no adverts. Yes. Um, if you want to get in touch old school, then it's three legs four wheels at gmail dot com, and we're at three legs four wheels on uh, all the socials and individually on Twitter. We are at Sean Cowper, at Flood Twenty One. And Atmosphere Audio. Ah, you've changed. You've changed. <laughs> and uh, I'm at Pablo100. Um, that's about it for this week, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right, we will dig up some news for next week, have a look at the last three car launches, and um, see where we are. We've got a full grid to compare it all against. So, wait, so we've got, so we got Ferrari tomorrow. Yep. Mercedes the following day. Yes. And Alpine on Thursday. Yes. Okay, so nobody's actually doing the launch at testing. Interesting. We've had a few that are livery only so far, haven't we? So there might be some actual physical car unveiling. Well, look forward to it. Yes. Mm. No, it'll be good. It'll be good to see real cars, and um, next week it'll be good to see actual cars running on an actual circuit with actual drivers. Hopefully, by next week we'll get to know the testing lineups as well. Right. Mm. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.